Funding for this podcast comes from MathWorks, creators of MATLAB and Simulink software, accelerating the pace of engineering and science. Learn more at MathWorks.com. WBUR Podcasts, Boston. So, Quincy? Yes, Ben. As I understand it, we both have stories this week that are about surprising social media presences. That's all I can, I, I feel like that's the most general thing I can say. Yes, that's the, the common thread, I guess, of this endless yes. thread episode. That's right. It's, and, and am I accurate in describing your story, not really knowing anything about it? Does that fit under this theme, yes. shall we say? Yes, it fits under under that umbrella. Um, to where okay. even the the folks who I talk to are are surprised themselves. So, uh, yeah, Quincy, I'm going to tell you about the account that got me back onto Instagram. Okay. Well, how, how long were you off of Instagram? I've been off of Instagram. I want to say for like maybe three years. Oh, okay. I'm I'm intrigued. Wow. So the reason I got off, and I was on Instagram a fair bit, and I think it was like, you know, it, it makes sense that Instagram is owned by, by I guess we call it Meta now. Mm-hmm. Um, because like my, my sort of entrance to Instagram was very similar to my entrance to Facebook, which was like, oh, like, I have friends here. I will follow my friends on this platform. And as we are all geographically separated, I will understand and know what they are doing. And that will give me great joy to watch what they are doing and what, right. what's happening in their lives and stay connected, right? right? Sort of a normal, maybe slightly old-fashioned, but normal social media instinct, right? And I'll say that, like, so when I had my kids, Instagram all of a sudden got somehow very sad for me. Mm. In what way? So I decided not to put my kids on social media. That was a decision I made because I want them to have control over their own data. But what I did, you know, when you when you have kids, you go into this kind of baby bunker sometimes, which is kind of what I felt like I was in. You know, I was really focused. It was a really small, you know, I stopped seeing a lot of my friends as often. I stopped traveling as often. And as I was sort of focusing on my young family... I started to find that Instagram was like not that fun for me to look at because mm. what what kept happening to me is I I kept feeling kind of bad about myself mm. because I was watching all of these amazing things that my friends were doing. Right. And I feel like, you know, we've over time we've kind of learned obviously about how Instagram and you know, visual social media can do this kind of thing or have mm. an impact in this way. Of Validation like, and self-worth, those kinds of things. Yeah. Um, and for me, it was like this, like, effect of like, oh, my life sucks because look at these beautiful lives. So I got off Instagram. But, plot twist of some kind, <laughs> the, the way that I stay in contact with a lot of my friends now is through group chats. And one of my group chats is like of all my close friends who I used to follow on Instagram, right? And one of those friends um, I who I should give credit to, his name is Rory Panagatopoulos. 
He's from Massachusetts. He has been posting in our group chat these Instagram posts from a user named Eggs Tyrone. Does Eggs Tyrone ring a bell to you at all? No, um, but it does remind me of like Eggs Benedict, or is is that a thing? I don't know. I'm not a yes. fan of eggs, but is is are there eggs yes. involved? Uh, and is there a person <laughs> named Tyrone involved? If not, um, well. Anyway. Quincy, you're a smart man, um, because I think the answer is yes and yes. But oh. I actually did. I actually only discovered this today okay. because I never questioned mm-hmm. who Eggs Tyrone was, why he was named Eggs Tyrone. I never questioned any of that <laughs> because what I immediately saw was Eggs Tyrone's content, which is I'm I'm going to suggest you pull Eggs Tyrone up on Instagram if you have your phone handy. Okay. Um I see a lot of like da- like it looks like a lot of people dancing in various yes. regions of the planet. Um Yes. Mm-hmm. So like will you look at look at the um look at the what I would describe as the f- first one okay it looks like there is some kind of jewish gathering yeah what do you what do you what are you seeing what are you okay seeing? it what's, looks what's... like uh a band um i don't i don't know should i play it yes so if you look at this video you might assume i mean these are uh, i think they're hasidic jews perhaps and and one is in front of a keyboard and the other one uh, is holding a microphone. Yeah, but this is the music. Oh, is it is it like hip hop? Yeah. So these are like super hyped, super hype. Um, that looks like you know Hasid banquet. At a banquet. <laughs> yeah. And they, to me, it looks like what's actually happening is they're performing music that is traditional, mm-hmm. but the music has been swapped out mm. for very energetic rap music. Interesting. That's what we're seeing in this mm-hmm. first one. So now if you look at the second sort of pinned post there, do you see what that is? Yeah, you should describe it. Um, I'm watching this video of this man in a blue shirt and jeans um he's doing like he looks like this thing with his middle america where he's like yeah it's like a shuffle kind of i'm i'm not you know uh dancifically inclined but um he's moving really really smoothly um and it almost looks like western maybe yeah all the men are dressed the same kind of and uh the women in the video have like very like traditional looking dresses but the song is Trick Daddy, I'm a Thug. So Eggs Tyrone basically creates these videos in which people are joyfully, happily dancing. Mm-hmm. But Eggs Tyrone is making them dance, shall we say, to music that was not in the original video. Interesting in these like perfect juxtapositions on beat and everything on beat and everything that that sort of like flip the script on your assumptions about what people would dance to right 
and what specific kinds of people would dance to what. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah. There's this other one that looks like it's from a country maybe in the Middle East, maybe Iran, and the music is Boosie Webby. Webby Boosie? I don't I actually don't know this artist and it's called Watch My Shoes. Okay. But it's these guys who are all sort of dressed up in semi-formal wear mm-hmm. and they're all dancing together joyfully. But again, to like a song that like is not the original song they're dancing to. And for some reason, I just like, I love this account. Mm -hmm. And I will, I will actually tweet out some examples from my Twitter account. Okay. Listeners want to check this out. Um, I don't know anything about Eggs Tyrone except what I learned today, Mm -hmm. which is the origin of Eggs Tyrone Mm -hmm is a television show called Workaholics. Ah, yes. It's it's the comedian Lavelle Crawford. I don't know. Okay. I don't know this man, but I but I did discover that he was on the show Workaholics and he slept over the house of these kind of like, these like, you know, early young 20s guys in the show who are kind of like worthless and always getting into trouble. Mm-hmm. Um, they work in an office and he, this guy stays over at their house and I, his name is Tyrone, mm-hmm. maybe in real life and in the show. And they wake up after this crazy party and Tyrone is making eggs. Mm-hmm. And so he's making eggs, Tyrone. Interesting. Hey, what's up fellas? Now I know your belly's ready for some of this eggs, Tyrone. It's off the chain, baby. So right now this account has 615,000 followers, I think, at this point. And I really don't know who's behind it. The bio on the account says, Welcome to Gumpville. And has a link tree where you can buy a t-shirt that says Gumpville. No idea what that is about. Uh, But it also links to an organization that supports unhoused kids called Stand Up for Kids, which is cool obviously, and some playlists of all the Eggs Tyrone songs. No contact info, though. That's it. Eggs Tyrone is a mysterious, hilarious, joy-creating Instagrammer. That's all I can really say. And I think that, for me, the moral of the story is it's like, you know, no dig on my friends, but, like, it's all about who you follow, right? You know, it's it's uh, who you follow, why you follow them, and what they mean to you. And my friend Rory Panagatopoulos has taught me that. Like, if I just go out and find some users like Eggs Tyrone, I can be on Instagram and be happy. I don't need to be jealous of the lives of others. I can just enjoy some incredibly funny music and dance juxtaposition videos and uh, just enjoy them. Yeah. Interesting. Wow, that, that's a that's a very profound sentiment. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Quincy. All right, Quincy, I know you got a story for me. Yeah. So we'll, we'll come right back to that. The world's clean energy future relies on ancient elements still in the ground. Without mining, there will not be a clean energy transition. But pulling them out of the ground comes at an environmental and human cost. Mining is intrusive, but the results are the building blocks for products that we use every single day. 
I'm Meghna Chakrabarty. Join me on point for Elements of Energy, Mining for a Green Future, five special episodes. Listen and follow On Point wherever you get your podcasts. Did you kill Marlene Johnson? I think you're one of the first people to have actually asked. From WBUR and ZSP Media, this is Beyond All Repair, a new podcast about an unsolved murder that will leave you questioning everything. Somebody should be in jail for murdering my sister. A woman who's never been believed. As long as they think I have done this, then they're not looking for who actually did this. And that's what makes it a cold case. No, it's a botched case. And a search for the truth, once and for all. Wow, it just gets more interesting. Beyond All Repair. Listen and follow wherever you get your podcasts. Be careful. You're digging in a place that's been very peaceful for a while. Do it anyway. Dig. All right. Um, Quincy, I know you got a story for me. So, Ben, when I say the United States Chemical Safety Board, uh, what comes to mind? Do you know what it is? What comes to mind for me is my sixth grade DARE class and things like just say no, don't do drugs. Oh, That's what okay. comes to mind for it, me. It's not that. <laughs> It's it's a federal agency that, uh, well, I think I'll just let somebody who works there explain it. We're an independent, non-regulatory federal agency that investigates root causes of major chemical incidents. And our mission is to drive chemical safety change to protect people and the environment. I spoke to Shauna Lawhorn. And I write, produce, and edit our safety videos. Essentially, these videos look at catastrophic events. Shauna calls them uh, low-frequency, high-impact events. So think um, explosions, think uh, the the Deepwater Horizon spill. Um, so they will take these events, these you know catastrophic events, and they work with investigators in the department. This is a very, very small government agency. At any one time, between like 30 and 40 employees, and our budget is $13 million. So we're considered a micro-agency of the federal government. We're tiny. Small but important, it sounds like. Exactly. And so starting in 2015, though, they noticed um, sort of them garnering a cult following um, to their YouTube channel. And their YouTube channel has over 200-something thousand subscribers. Um, when Shauna got on board, I think she said they had maybe about 100. But they have more uh, subscribers than the Department of Defense, which I don't know is, is saying much. I don't know how popular they are. Um, and wow. and uh, they have more than... Well, they certainly have enough funding to to get some marketing that's, to that's grow true. their followers. That's true. That's for sure, the Department of Defense. Okay. That's true. And, and they have more more subscribers on YouTube than the Department of Education. Homeland Security doesn't have these subscribers, you know. Uh, commerce, education, we're this tiny agency that's making this huge impact. NASA, we're coming for you. But we're really far from there. <laughs> 
So I came across them probably years ago because, um, as you know, and maybe listeners might remember that sort of my YouTube algorithm kind of curates things of, you know, where things go wrong, um, sort of uh-huh. like accidents. And so I've seen these videos, but you ever, you know, consume media online, but you, you don't know, I guess, the source of, I guess this is kind of like, you know, your story with Eggs Tyrone, where you, you kind of consume the content, but, you know, don't think about where it comes from. Um, and so the other day I was on Reddit because Reddit, I'm not subscribed to it, but the subreddit catastrophic failure often gives me alerts on my phone. Um, and, uh, I guess a few days ago, there was an explosion um, at a factory or plant in a place called Medford, Oklahoma. She was in Medford shortly after flames sparked. That's right, Adria. We still do not know what caused this fire, but we do know it has been burning since about two this afternoon. There are currently no injuries at this time, and there still are crews out on scene containing the fire. Over 20 video of of the smoke was on Reddit and and somebody said, um, I look forward to seeing the CSB video of of this. And someone commented the question I had, which was, what is CSB? And so, you know, I went to the YouTube page and realized that I have been here before. And so huh. it kind of does animations of of catastrophic events um, and it's been sort of like you know contentious within this very small government entity whether or not to include sound effects or whether that was sensational sensationalizing it and at the end of the day i mean these arguments were a long time ago but at the end of the day we realized if there's anything we can do to pull people in to make them realize that those animated figures that you're seeing on the screen are real people that were making decisions on probably the most stressful day of their lives. But um, they came to the conclusion that they've found this formula of, you know, what works uh, that will garner attention to their videos. And and the folks who make these videos, uh, like Shauna, didn't realize it was popular on the Internet until, you know, somebody, I think an investigator told her, hey, you know, you got a shout out or, you know, the team got a shout out on on Reddit. It's like uh, the PSA company blowing up. Exactly. And she said that, you know, she they found out recently that MIT uses uh, their safety videos. What's the most popular one? The most popular one. Should I send it to you? Um, yeah. It's an animation of uh, from 2015. So this is like this is the video that sort of like launched them in popularity um, of an Exxon Mobil refinery in California. The heavy liquid hydrocarbons are converted into lighter hydrocarbon vapors as they travel up the reactor. And all of a sudden you can see inside some of the tanks at this oil refinery. Wow. And you can like see what's happening inside the plant. Wow, this is very professional. (laughs) Their titles are like both funny, but also like kind of like like eye catching. Yeah, like one is one is incompatible chemicals explosion at A B specialty silo or something like that, and the other one is it just it says simultaneous tragedy fire at Evergreen Packaging. Hmm. I would I would click on that. But um, what about what about this one, Quincy? Silent killer. Oh, hydrogen sulfide releases in Odessa, Texas. I I actually might have watched that one. 
Um, but it also there's also sort of like a balance to strike, right? Where you you want to have people watch the videos, but also you know having sort of uh, respect for for the people who were involved in the incident that the video is about. Um, but uh, but yeah, it's 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 very sort of little engine that could. All right, I like it. I well, I feel like Quincy. This has inspired me, at the very least, to rethink and you know repopulate my follows uh, on social media. Yeah, you got eggs, uh, Tyrone, and the Chemical Safety Board. Um, it's a start. It's a start. It is. It is. Um, <laughs> not only will, you know, you feel good with eggs Tyrone, but, you know, maybe you'll be even more vigilant uh, in your workplace, um, even yeah. though you work from home. But still, there, there are hazards there, too. So If I start refining any oil. Exactly. Our podcasting refinery, which almost never has explosions, for today's episode was myself, Quincy Walters, Kristen Torres, and it was sound designed by Paul Vikas. WBUR Podcasts also includes Amory Sievertson, Grace Tatter, Dean Russell, Nora Sachs, Emily Jankowski, Megan Cattell, and Matt Reed. We'll be back with a full-on episode next week. Stay cool forever, especially right now. It's hot.